Amen. Thank you, Ben. If you have your Bibles this morning, I invite you to turn to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2. And uh, we're uh, looking at in, uh, some different Christmas songs, uh, or songs of the season uh, this month. And this morning's is that great hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing to know that God's good news and the message of Christmas is not just for a select few, but is for everyone, that all are welcome. And so I hope we'll see that this morning uh, in Luke chapter 2. We're going to read verses 8 uh, through 21 uh, this morning. It says, Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when uh, they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told of them by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. What a, a great part of the Christmas story, a message and a reminder that Jesus had come, he'd been born, uh, and it's interesting who the first people that that message is declared to. It wasn't declared to the king, it wasn't declared to emperors, it was declared to some shepherds out in the fields tending their flock. And what a sight that must have been, you know, that they were out there and it's quiet. And all of a sudden, this angel pops up. Uh, and as angels tend to do when they show up in the Bible, what happens? People are afraid. Uh, and so usually the first thing that comes out of their mouth, do not be afraid, for we bring good news. And I think it's important. I think God did it intentionally. God doesn't do anything by accident. But God intentionally sent the message to these shepherds because shepherds were not the uh, kind of the ideal characters in uh, first century Israel. Why, shepherds were smelly. Uh, they smelled like sheep because they were shepherds. They, they hanged around them and they were outside all the time. And, uh, you know, people, they, they were not the ones you wanted to hang around to be popular and uh, certainly a very difficult job and yet and a lonely job and yet these are the very ones that God chose to send the message to first 
This angel showed up and said, hey, listen, don't be afraid, for I bring you good news, for there is born today in the city of David a Savior, the Christ, the Messiah, the one that has been promised, this great deliverer. Man, you know, when you think of, you know, that there's going to be a hero. Man, you're thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock. You know, big, burly guys. And so, well, you're not going to find The Rock. And you're not going to find Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're going to find a babe. Wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. What a strange situation that they found themselves in. Certainly not the people that you would expect to be the ones that would be the first ones to herald that message. Certainly not the person that you would expect the Savior of the world to to come as, and definitely not in the place. And yet we think back, that's exactly how God said the Messiah would come. And it came to pass just exactly as God said. Now, I think there's a few things about the good news that we want to talk about this morning. And the first is this, that the good news is for all. It's good news for everybody. That this Savior has come and brings uh, peace and goodwill toward men on earth. This great heavenly song uh, set of angels that came and proclaimed this great, wonderful message, not just to a few, but for all. Because everyone was separated from God because of this disease called sin, and the only cure for it was for God himself to come. And so that's exactly what God did. And he didn't come for just a few. He came for all. Even the lowliest, even the poorest, even the most uneducated, the most unlikely bunch. God came for them. And God came for you. And God came for all the whosoevers in the world. The Christmas story reminds us that God loves all. And that God gives the offer of salvation to all. That the message was not just for the upper crust or the well-educated or the rich. But it was for everyone. Because everyone, as Paul reminds us in Romans, he said, there's none righteous, no, not one. Every single one of us needs redemption. And every single one of us needs good news. And that's simply what the gospel is. The word gospel simply means good news. It's a message that, yeah, we are in trouble. And though we have all these different things going on in life, God came for you. Doesn't matter how poor you are. Doesn't matter how sinful you are, how much wrong you've done. God knows that all of us deserve to be on the naughty list. 
because there's sin in our life. He knew that every single one of us needed redemption. And so he came. That whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. And so the message of Christmas is good news, and it's good news for everyone. Not just for those that have everything put together. Not for everyone that, just those that think they know what Christmas means, but for everyone. Everyone around the world, including those in Pearl, Mississippi. The message of Christmas reminds us that the gospel is made available to absolutely everyone. Because absolutely everyone is in need of redemption. No matter how good someone may be. And there are certainly, you know, some good that we might do in life. But, you know what, in every one of us there's also some bad, isn't there? And the thing is, we can say, you know what, well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. But God doesn't compare you to so-and-so. He compares you to himself. And when you stand before God and God measures you against him, you don't measure up. But the message of Christmas is that God loves you so much that even though you don't measure up, Jesus came for you. And that greatest gift that the world would ever receive was given 2,000 years ago in a stable, in a manger in Bethlehem when a young girl named Mary gave birth to a boy that she would call Jesus. And that's good news for everyone. That God doesn't exclude, but God seeks to include all. And God holds out the hope and the message of Christmas for everyone. And so a reminder to us as we apply that, that we have to make sure that not only do we celebrate, and we know the message of Christmas for ourselves, but there are people in your schools, in your workplace, in your family, in your neighborhoods, in the supermarkets that you go to, people that you interact with on a daily basis, that don't know what Christmas is all about. It's hard for us to believe in Pearl, Mississippi, there are people that have never heard the name of Jesus. And they think that Christmas is about parades and candy and presents and ribbons and bows and lights. And all those things, I think, are nice, but that's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about Jesus. And those that know Jesus, realize that, you know what, it really is good news that God came. Man, you think about where you would be without Jesus. If he hadn't come, we all would be in a big mess. Things are hard enough with him here. And we struggle with him here. Can imagine how it would be without him. And yet, the good news of the gospel and the message of Christmas is, is available to everyone. But secondly, the good news does something to us. When you've received it, it calls you to do something. 
the good news calls you to come. So these shepherds were out in this field, and they do something that oftentimes we glance over or miss or don't think of. They hear this message. And they get together and say, you know what, let's go and see this one that these angels have proclaimed to us. Guess what that means? They left their sheep. Now, they were good shepherds. They normally wouldn't have left their sheep because that was their job. And, and you know, those sheep depended on them. And, you know, in the, did the angels watch over the sheep? Maybe, I don't know. But the shepherds left their flock and went. They, they left their post. They may have taken the sheep with them. We don't know. But they left where they were supposed to be to go to where God called them to go. And you see, that's what the message of Christmas invites all of us to do, is to come and find a baby wrapped in a manger. But you see, that baby didn't stay a baby. That baby grew. And that, that baby became the man of Jesus. And Jesus Christ lived a perfect and sinless life and then laid his life down on the cross of Calvary to pay my sin debt and your sin debt. And that's why Christmas is so important. But it, calls, it called the shepherds to come. It invited them to come. They had to... They had no way of knowing that this birth had taken place. The shepherds had to hear the message and hear an invitation to come. And the angels gave them that message. Now he shared the message with them. And you see, it reminds us that's not just enough to know that Jesus came. The Bible says even Satan knows that. It's not enough to know about his coming. We have to come to him. And not only do we have to come to him, but we have to surrender to him. But when we do, we receive that great gift that Jesus is. And that Jesus brings, and that's eternal life and forgiveness of sin. You see, we think of great gifts coming in, you know, shiny boxes with ribbons or costing a lot of money, being sparkly. And yet the greatest gift came in a faraway place, in a faraway village called Bethlehem. There are a lot of people that, you know, know it's Christmas, and they may even say Merry Christmas, but they don't know what Christmas is. Christmas is a time that we celebrate the birth of a Savior. That we celebrate the message that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You see, that's the greatest gift. And that's the gift that we need more than anything else. We need Jesus. You see, God knew that we didn't need an Arnold Schwarzenegger or a rock. He knew we didn't need an idol or somebody to put on a poster. 
He knew we didn't need more money or more shiny things or stuff at all. But what we needed more than anything else was a way to be made whole, to find this relationship with God. And it's not just enough to know that that day happened. It only impacts us when we come. And we see that baby. And not only that, we see that baby, but we understand that the baby became a man and that man laid his life down for my sin debt and your sin debt. And we receive that great and wonderful gift. When we do that, our life changes and we're never again the same. It's interesting that God used and revealed this message for the angels to the shepherds. And the shepherds heard that message. They said, listen, you're going to go and you're going to find this baby in Bethlehem in this manger, wrapped in cloth. And they went. And there was a crowd there. Maybe people that were in the neighborhood and others that knew what was going on. Maybe other parts of Mary and Joseph's family may have been there. Who knows? There were others there, but the shepherds, they came. And they saw. But they also came and they told. As they came and they saw they were... Luke tells us they were amazed at what they saw and what they had heard. And they told the crowd, they said, listen, we were out just tending our sheep like we do every night. And all of a sudden, this great light, you know, and this great being showed up. And man, we were scared half to death. And they said, don't be afraid. And they said we were going to find this Savior, that there was good news. And that we would come and we would find this baby just like we found. And Luke says the crowd, the people that were there, were astonished. They were amazed at the message that they heard. Perhaps they were amazed at who it was that God chose to send the message through, through these lowly shepherds. Perhaps it was the greatness of being told something that the shepherds didn't see. They couldn't have made that up themselves. Or perhaps it was the greatness of the message that the Savior had come. That this little, innocent, beautiful, pudgy baby was going to be the Savior of the world. That he was the promised redeemer, the one that was going to bring people back to God. It's hard to believe. But that's the message. And Mary heard all these things and doesn't say she was amazed. She knew. And of course, the same angel had come to her in the beginning of the Christmas story, you remember? And it says that Mary held these things in her heart and pondered them. Because you see, God, when he chose the the mother of the Savior of the world, 
didn't pick the most qualified person. Didn't pick, he didn't pick a woman that had lots of experience. She wouldn't have been a virgin, so that wouldn't have done. Didn't pick a wealthy girl, someone from a wealthy family or a, notor- a family of great notoriety. He picked a humble, young, inexperienced girl. And Mary and the shepherds remind us that God is not looking for those that are super, have super qualities. God is simply looking for those that are humble and willing to hear a message and be used to deliver that message. Throughout the Bible, God uses donkeys to talk. He uses tax collectors. He uses fishermen, shepherds, all kinds of very unlikely messengers. And here's where that relates to us, is that, you know what, there's not much bragging rights that any of us have. And yet God says, you know what? I want to use him. I want to use her. That God will use us to declare this message of good news. But the good news calls us to come. It calls us to come to him and recognize him as Lord and Savior. And then to come to the point where we say, you know what? I've got to take that message and I've got to share it. You remember that great old uh, Christmas cartoon, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. And you remember at one particular scene after Charlie Brown, you know, does his numbskull stuff. And, uh, you know, people, you know, he picks that poor meagerly tree. And he asks this question, doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? And, of course, his friend, little Linus, says, Charlie Brown, I know what Christmas is all about and then shares the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke. Truth is, we are not worthy. And we're really not qualified to share the message. But if you've come to know the message of Christmas, this is what you have to do. You have to share it. The message of Christmas is not meant to be kept to yourself. It's not meant to come out only one time a year and kind of put out on display and then pack back up when January rolls around. Rather, it's a message that must be proclaimed everywhere and to everyone. And when we've received that message, and we know firsthand the good news, guess what happens? Brings us to the last thing. Not only does it call us to come, but good news brings rejoicing. As the shepherds shared this message and people were marveled and the shepherds were marveled that it was as the angels had told them that it would be, they left rejoicing, it says. And by the way, when you receive the message of Christmas, it does bring rejoicing. It says that the angels came or the shepherds returned, and they glorified and they praised God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. 
Have you heard the message of Christmas? Do you really know what Christmas is all about? Have you come to find that it's not about presents and bows and lights and parades, but it's about Jesus? If you have found that, then there's rejoicing because you know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. You know and you've heard and you received that great gift of Christmas. And the natural result of that is rejoicing. It's praising God. That does not mean we walk around with a sour, you know, face and that we're miserable all the time and we complain all the time. Those are opposites of rejoicing and glorifying. You see, the shepherds were still shepherds when this event took place, and when they went back home, they were still shepherds. But they were shepherds that had encountered the Savior of the world. And when they left, they carried that message of good news, and they were rejoicing, and they were glorifying God. And can I tell you, as God's people, especially this time of year, listen, there are things that are not happy, and there are things that are not joyful that people are going through this time of year, but despite all those circumstances, there's reason for rejoicing. And there's reason for joy because Christ has come. And he's coming again. And if ever there was a time in our world's history that that message needed to be proclaimed, I think it's today. There is a lot of darkness and a lot of despair and a lot of hurt in our world today. And when Jesus comes into hurt and darkness, you know, he doesn't always take the hurt away. But what he does is always drives the darkness away. But we find that when the darkness has gone away, that the pain is a little bit more manageable. And that, yes, though there's some pain and some things that we wish were different, there's joy because Christ has come. And so that's good news for everyone. And it's good news that calls us to come. And it's good news that causes us to rejoice. Paul says that he says, rejoice always. He says, in everything, give thanks. Paul was a man that was imprisoned and beaten for his faith, and he was cast out as an outsider, and people had turned his back on him they thought was his friends. And yet he was able to say, you know what, I can't all things as lost but to know Christ. And do you have that joy? That's what Christmas joy is. is knowing that no matter what else is going on in your life, Jesus, the Savior of the world, was born in a manger in Bethlehem and gave his life on the cross of Calvary. That whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. And if you know that message, then you have reason to rejoice. And if you know that message, you have the ability and the responsibility to share that with others. And I hope God will help us to do that. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness and your love. Thank you for this reminder that the good news is good news for everyone. And that if anyone will come and surrender to you, you will receive them. You won't turn anyone away. 
Lord, if there's one here this morning or one listening on the internet that doesn't know you, they've never received that free gift that you gave, Lord, would you help today be the day that they would receive that great gift, the greatest gift that will change their life forever. Lord, maybe we're here today and we're saved, and but Lord, maybe you've spoken to, the, maybe there's somebody that we need to, to take this message to. Maybe your message to us today is, you know what, God is calling us to come to our neighbors and to our family members and share with them the joyous message of the good news of Christmas. Would you help us to respond and to bring and herald that message? Lord, thank you for this wonderful season. Thank you that you loved us so much that you gave the greatest gift, your son Jesus Christ, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank you for that so much. Remind us of this reason for the season. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Let's stand together. If God spoke to your heart, there's a decision you need to make today. We would invite you to come and to make that decision. say, Emmanuel, come. And I hope he has come into your heart and he lives there and you're celebrating the reason for this season. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Uh, plan to be here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Go uh, caroling to our community to do some shut-ins and some others. Um, and so we want to be an encouragement to them and help share our rejoicing with others. And so you come be a part of that uh, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, if you can stay, some of you, especially some of you fellas, can stay and help us um, down at, I think it's at the pavilion, is it down in the pavilion? Okay, down by the storage shed, uh, we need to tear the float apart, um, put stuff away, so please stay for just a minute and help us with that.